very warm welcome to Inside Biotech, an exciting podcast from Biotech Connection Los Angeles. For those listeners who might not know, BCLA is a non-profit organization dedicated to inspire, educate, and connect emerging scientists and entrepreneurs to grow and diversify biotech in LA. We want to bring you along for the ride. Here we bridge science with storytelling to bring you the most novel, up-to-date and thrilling news on the biotech world in SoCal. My name is Dr. Andre Pierce and I'm your host. And if you want to stay informed about current progress and developments in biotech in Los Angeles, then you've come to the right place. And the more you come back, the more you'll learn. Each month, I'll be talking with different scientists, entrepreneurs and investors about the cutting edge science that goes on inside their companies touching on a range of themes from across Southern California's biotech industry. This month, we welcome Celine Tamer from Cubtail. I think we can all agree, whether we have children of our own or not, that being a mum is not easy. Feeding, of course, is one of the hardest challenges, from remembering every little detail to making sure the baby drinks every last drop. Tracking is absolutely key. To facilitate this process, Celine Tamer from Cubtel has created the world's smallest button to track your baby's care. Named number one coolest parenting tech by USA Today, Tamer's device is a game changer for mums everywhere. Intrigued to learn more about this device, we sat down with Cubtel's co-founder, Celine Tamer, on our June episode of Inside Biotech. Thank you. Um, thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. Celine is an industrial engineer with over 10 years experience in data-driven personalization products and has an MBA from Inseed. She started Cuptel, a hardware and app company that helps newborn parents manage and track routine care two years ago after having experienced firsthand the toll of sleep deprivation and the lack of easy to use care tracking solutions for newborns. She set out to solve this problem in a new way by dramatically simplifying the process to log data and seamlessly connect it back to health experts. Hi, Celine. Thank you so much for being a guest on Inside Biotech. It's an honor to have you. We're really excited to talk to you and learn a little bit more about you, but also about Cubtail, which we're super excited about as a, an idea, a concept and a company. So I, one of the things that we love on this podcast is really getting into a bit of the origin story for our guests. So we would love to hear a bit about your origin story and how you actually started Cubtail. Yeah, I'd love to share. Um, I'd love to. Well, to maybe to start the story of, of Cuptail, I'd love to give a little bit of background about myself and then it will maybe tie better. Um, I am, um, I'm an engineer. I work for large corporations building data-driven personalization products um, for over 10 years. And um, about five years ago, um, as I was working, um, again, doing that the building a system for AT&T, I had my first child and, um, and I had difficulty, like it's, I mean, I think becoming a parent is just um, really trans, is a really transformational experience. You're going through physical, emotional, psychological changes all at once. Absolutely. And in my case, um, I, I, you know, you're learning all these things. Um, you're learning to breastfeed, you're learning to track things, you're learning to like, you know, be a good parent. And, um, and that requires um, 
that requires just a lot of learning. And in my case, um, I had difficulty latching and breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Um, she just wouldn't, like, she just wouldn't take it. And um, I had to go through a lot of steps. And just to ensure that she was actually feeding well, I had to track things. I had to track um, her diapers, um, how many pees, how many poos. I, I felt really good tracking my feed sessions, breastfeeding sessions in terms of duration. And, um, and I did this at the time using mobile apps. Right. Um, and I, I thought it was hard. Like you don't have your phone with you at all times when you're dealing with a baby. And, and, and however, the data is really helpful in understanding if you're, if you're doing a good job, if the baby's taking the milk, if she's, um, if she's growing well. Um, so that kind of like, that was a moment of, you know, a difficulty where, <clears throat> or a challenge where that I experienced, but didn't really do anything at the time, um, until about two years ago when I had my second child. And this time it was, um, <laughs> this time it was like, all right, like there's something. Yeah, they do on say here. that. <laughs> <laughs> and with my second one, um, we, we moved and, um, I, Unfortunately, I um, missed her second vaccination, uh, her second shot on, on one of her vaccines. Mm. And I was just like, you don't want to do that, right? Like, um, uh, I knew that it is something that I could have prevented um, if I had a way of tracking, again, like healthy, proper tracking. Um, and then the third part of it was when I went back to work and I left my child home with the nanny um six months in um you know i felt very disconnected i didn't know what was going on i wanted to stay on top of things i wanted to like know if she went to sleep on time if she finished that bottle of milk if her diapers were getting changed or like if, if everything was on you know routine and um that was just not easy to do with um texting the nanny or calling them every minute or just looking through camera recordings um there had to be like a simpler way to keep everything in sync and 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 organized and that's Mm -hmm. where that's where i was like okay there 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 has to be a better way of doing this and um so i decided to start cuptail as um as uh, my business plan Uh, at the time i was attending inside uh doing my mba um, and, you know, I pitched the product, I pitched my idea, um, and it got a lot of interest from pitch competitions. Um, and, and then we started going around it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing the story. I think what strikes me uh, the most is just how this is such a great example of feeling a need that you had, you know, using your own background and then having this experience of having your first child and then your second and realizing that there, you know, there are apps that do track different things, but it's as simple as having something that has it all together. So I have had a few friends who recently have had their first child and I just, I don't know, through talking to them, really empathize with how difficult it is to stay on track of everything. And of course, there's a lot of concern, worry, but I think guilt sometimes for, for new mothers about, you know, missing things. So, I mean, I assume that this offers a lot of peace of mind, but it would be great to hear from yourself, maybe in terms of the feedback that you've had or other people, you know, who have been using the app. Um, 
what do you actually hope to provide parents with through this device? What would be like the three key things that you think they could really benefit from with Cuptel? Yeah, absolutely. So well, one of the, you know, so one of the challenges was that, um, especially with apps, so we also have an app component. We have a lot of users that are using the app without the without the hardware, which is perfectly fine. Some people are um, okay with using the app. Mm-hmm. Um, and some, some people just need like an extra uh, step that makes it extra easier for them. And that's where the hardware comes in. Um, and um, the way it works is that, you know, logging this information, it needs to happen on the spot. Mm. If, um, if you have to go back and remember that, um, that activity and, you know, launching your phone, opening the app and trying to like retroactively log that piece of information, uh, it gets lost and you have a less, you have less likelihood of doing that. Yeah. Um, so when these buttons, so we have these little buttons, they're press buttons and they're designed to be placed right next to the activity. Um, so they're activity specific. So for example, uh, for diaper changes, uh, we have, we call them the cubs. Um, mm-hmm. A diaper cub would be placed right next to the diaper changing station. And as you're changing the diaper, you're just pressing the button to log the pee or the poo. Um, for medicine, it's in the medicine cabinet. And as you're giving the vitamin, the D drops or medicine, as you um, give the vitamin, you press the button. A sleep one would go next to the baby's crib. Um, a pump one would go on the fridge. So as you're putting your frozen milk into breast milk into the freezer, you're just logging the amount of milk. So, uh, and our breastfeeding one is designed as a necklace. So it's right there. It's, it's right there as you're doing it and anyone can do it. So it helps with the logging process, makes it easier. You don't have to like launch the app. The second part of it is it really helps with um, multiple caregivers. Um, so um, most often what happens is you have a grandma coming in or a nanny coming in, your partner is helping you out. Mm-hmm. And um, you can't like ask everyone to download an app or write it on a piece of paper every time these things happen. But when it's a button that's all, and all they need to do is pressing the button, it's, sim- it's, a, it's a lot easier to keep so everyone simple. in sync. Um, and the other good thing is that on the, on the third side is that we get notifications, we provide notifications. So when the parents are at work, um, they get to instantly see what is, um, what is happening and what time these things are happening. Um, for example, um, one of our customers have, has um, uh, placed the sleep wood um, mm-hmm. into their daycare center. And so they get notifications on how long the baby sleeps. And um, so when, they, when the child comes back home, they know exactly how long the nap was and they know what time to put them to sleep at night. Um, so it really helps with coordinating and it also helps with understanding routines. And that's what our, most of our customers are coming back with, saying it, it's, it's really helpful to get that insight um, and to, to see those patterns and, um, and make decisions based on these data points. Um, so that's been, I think that's probably been the biggest feedback that we've received from our customers so far. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. 
My name is Kathy, and I'm the co-executive producer at Inside Biotech, a podcast presented to you by Biotech Connection Los Angeles, and I'm here with some messages from our sponsors. Canon Design is a global, living-centered design firm that has helped leading biotech and science companies create spaces around the world where people and science flourish. They are consistently recognized as one of the most innovative design firms on the planet. Siddhartha Mukherjee, the Pulitzer Prize-winning author and cancer researcher, tells us, science begins with counting. To understand a phenomenon, a scientist must first describe it. To describe it objectively, he must first measure it. As fellow scientists, we all agree that measurements are the foundation on which everything else is built. And yet, as we start to apply machine learning techniques to more areas of research, there is an appalling lack of measurements in the machine learning field. Brainom.ai changes all of this with our data compiler, the first measurements-based tool for bioinformatics research. If you want to incorporate measurements into your computational work, be it biology, chemistry, genomics, or physics, then visit www.brainome.ai for a free demo version of the software. Sancor is improving patient lives using pioneering XMAB technologies to discover and develop better biotherapeutics. Zancor has created or contributed to over 20 therapeutic antibodies and cytokines in ongoing clinical trials, and three XMAB antibodies are FDA-approved or authorized under emergency use. Zancor is looking for scientific talent and offers the opportunity to work on cutting-edge biology in an environment to grow your career. And this year, they move into brand new labs in Pasadena. Learn more and apply at XEN. C-O-R.com. Is that saying that it takes a village and it, it really does seem to facilitate that sort of, you know, collective tracking as well. And I like what you said or what I like about Hubtel is that it is instant because uh, I think we live in a, a, I mean, it's fair to say we live in a, a tech age where, you know, we're always trying to track everything to improve whether it's health or fitness or steps or whatever it is. Um, but it sometimes can just add to your to-do list. You know, you're trying to be more productive and then you have to like go in and log something. And for myself, I typically forget to do that. But with this, I, it's just so, it's so different to a lot of the other tracking desi- devices, which was going to be um, another question I had, which was to explain a bit more about how Cubtel works and I think you did such a great job at um, just adding some color to that so just to make sure that myself and the audience understand so this is the hardware relies on um, buttons that are at different sort of well you said if you're getting medicine out of the cupboard it would be there or by the crib or the necklace for breastfeeding and then that links to a device that is taking all of that information and then tracking it electronically and then you can share that information or you'll get notifications if you're signed into that. Yeah. So, so yes. So it's basically a variety of buttons Mm -hmm. that are synced up with the mobile app. Mm -hmm. And, um, and the, the, um, the way it works is that you can customize your hardware to whatever you want your hardware to track. 
Mm -hmm. um, the, the hardware comes with little Velcro stickers so that our, uh, our users can um, place the devices to the locations or to the spots that make sense the most for them. Um, mm. And it's the most convenient spot for whatever they're tracking, whether it's, if, if it's next to the crib, like you said, for sleep tracking, or some people put it like on the trash, uh, on the trash can for tracking diapers. Um, so whatever, whatever is easier, you get to choose what, however your routine is. But the devices, um, uh, you can choose to customize them to whatever your need is. So if you want to keep track of sleep, we we can, we, we we basically have these replaceable pads that yeah. go on the device that make that device become a sleep tracker. So if you get a sleep pad and insert that sleep pad on the device, it makes that device a sleep tracker. If you put a medicine pad on the device, it will make that device a medicine tracker. And then you sync the device to the app and then all the logs that you enter through the device show up in the app um, and along with all the other uh, logs that you might have put using the app itself. So the app side is just like any other tracker app. Um, you can use it on the go if you don't have your hardware with you or you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're just outside or traveling, whatever it may be, you can continue logging from your app. Um, but um, the hardware just makes it um, easier for daily routines logging. Um, so it's, it's, it's a combination of the two where all the data is in sync. It's just genius. It's such a, it's such a, a simple but such a smart idea. And I really like that it's customizable. And so would you, so it come, you have one hardware and you said you can add the different, um, like the, the different pads, but let's say you had five things that you wanted to track. You wouldn't have five mm -hmm. devices. You would have five um, patches or would you, you, you buy would have You would have five devices. Okay. Um, simply because all, all each device needs, are, is placed in a different location. Yeah. Um, so we sell them in bundles. We sell the devices in bundles. We have a bundle of three or a bundle of five. Um, you can also purchase them individually, but let's say you purchased a bundle of three and uh, which comes with a bottle, diaper, and a sleep device, and you're just done with tracking diapers. Um, what we do is we allow you to purchase a pad for let's say medicine, and now you want to track medicine or you want to track sleep uh, screen time, um, now you're interested in tracking other things, you can just swap out the pad and make that device turn into something else. Or some customers, for example, have devices in multiple locations. So they are changing diapers, maybe one, they have a station downstairs and then they have another changing station in the bedroom. So they have two devices. Um, and so they, they, they basically do those little customizations um, to suit their needs. See that that's fantastic. That like I like I said, I like that it's customizable and that you can change um, sort of what you're going to use that individual device for. Just curious as to if there is kind of an age range for this, because obviously when you're breastfeeding or mm -hmm. there are different stages, I guess, to caring for uh, a baby. But is there a specific time frame um, for the kind of things that you could track? Yeah, absolutely. So. Um... I think majority of the tracking, like hardcore tracking happens um, during the first year. Um, but then um, starting age two, three, 
uh, like for example, my child is three years old and I, I still see value from tracking her sleep. Um, helps me understand if she's, um, if she needs more or she's sleep deprived or like yeah, really just scheduling out and figuring out what time to put her down. Mm-hmm. Um, and other things kick in. Um, I also have a five-year-old and I try to monitor her screen time, especially when I'm not in the house and I have a nanny or someone else helping me out. So like, let's, let's see what's going on. So it then becomes more of a communication device, I think, rather than like health mm-hmm. tracking uh, at that point, if you are, um, if you're, um, if you have working parents or parents that are outside the home, um, that kind of solves that problem. But like majority of the tracking happens really in the first year, which is really helpful. And then after that, it kind of smooths out. And then you just want to stay on top of things like vaccines and, um, you know, making sure that they're hitting the milestones for growth and, and just tracking their weight, height and things like that, which can be done through the app. Got it. I love it. As a scientist, I'm obsessed with data. So <laughs> this is really uh, exciting to hear that this now exists in the world. But I'm sure it hasn't been that easy as you're describing it. I'm like, this is genius. It seems like it makes, it makes perfect sense. But um, I'm curious as to what challenges you face in creating Cubtel, not just in terms of the hardware. Um, of course, you had a background that helped you to kind of execute this, but especially as a, a female entrepreneur uh, and with two kids, you know, so I'm sure <laughs> some of our listeners would love to hear some advice from you about becoming successful and creating such an awesome product just because, you know, we're all trying to kind of, um, we, all have, we all have that entrepreneurial spirit, I think, um, with uh, Inside Biotech and our listeners. So yeah, if you could talk about that, that would be great too. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you. Thanks for Oh, thanks for calling that out. I think, um, oh, well, I haven't been an entrepreneur before. So just being an entrepreneur um, uh, and taking on that role has been really interesting. And I really enjoyed it. I, uh, it's, it's for sure, it's definitely one of the hardest things um, as you have so much responsibility, not mm-hmm. only towards yourself, but to, to others, especially as you enter into um, relationships with investors and people um, you, you start hiring a team and you have people that are looking up to you and you want to make sure that you are um, absolutely successful at what you're doing and the promises that you're giving. Um, so it comes with a lot of responsibility. I think being a female entrepreneur with kids um, during these COVID days, I thought that, like it was, it was actually not that bad. I, I, um, uh, I was able to coordinate all the work that I was uh, dealing with um, and being home and not having to travel um, was really actually productive for me and for mm-hmm. our team as well. Um, but the, the part that came with challenge as being a female entrepreneur, I think was um, with, first of all, like hardware part was difficult hardware uh, I didn't have experience with hardware I had experience with data and software um, but hardware was something that I recently found out about and (laughs) definitely not easy Um, takes a lot of time lots of uh, organization and management and coordination Um, uh, and we're also shipping internationally so uh, that also adds to the adds to the management and coordination level um, to what we're dealing with so um, just like overall hardware, I know uh, I learned that um, uh, it was difficult. Um, 
but I'm so happy that, you know, we've overcome it um, after about a year of work. And, um, and I think the other part as being like, I think if we are relating to the female entrepreneur side of things, I think, uh, um, you know, communicating with investors has definitely not been the easiest, especially as I'm talking about like a, a device that helps track deep breastfeeding sessions. Um, yeah. Gotta, you know, you gotta find um, investors who are able to relate to that problem. Um, mm-hmm. And and a lot of times that comes with experience. And most investors are on the male side. Um, that was going to be know. my question. Yeah, <laughs> being a woman in business, I, I wonder about yeah the investor side, and especially for a product like this, it is so kind of. Uh, experience a lot of experience I think would uh, um, goes into developing something like this so yeah yeah so there's been like really cool dads who really understand and and you know we were able to get their support Um, but a lot of times it was I mean I remember having difficulty communicating the message or the problem or um, you know getting the response so so like why is this so important but there's that, yeah, that, that's been, that's been interesting. I mean, I think this is like my, at least from uh, my background in working for large corporations, this was not, um, this was not something that we often see, but it is, um, you know, it's reflective of reality and it's something that um, we as female entrepreneurs are going to continue um, going through and, and um, overcoming, I guess, at the end of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it was named number one coolest parenting tech by USA Today. And I think, you know, um, regardless of of gender, having uh, wanting to care for a baby in that first year when tracking is important, I think it it's not just for you know for mothers. I think for both um, for both parents or whoever the parents are, it's really valuable. And I think there's a story behind that um, that I think is very relatable. So I can't imagine that it wouldn't be embraced. I think it's the perfect combination of, you know, tech and also something that, especially during the time when it came out, um, do you, I, actually, that's a question I'm curious about. So it came, it, 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 it came out recently, but do you think this was a specifically um, relevant time for this kind of technology to be developed? It's uh, a great question. So we, we came early this year, um, <laughs> January at CES is when we launched the product and started talking about it. And we picked up very, like, we, we picked up interest really quickly. And within the five, five, six months that we're in, um, we were able to get like really cool awards by really awesome organizations, um, really honoring um, um, but it, you know, work from home routine. I mean, part of the value mm-hmm. proposition that we're giving with the product is um, notifying parents that may not be away. And during um, at the moment, um, you know, work from home, remote working um, is still kind of in place. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so maybe you know that from that perspective, um, it, it is not maybe maximizing its potential. Um, However, it's, uh, we're, we're at the same time you know, raising awareness at the moment and um, introducing the product. And, and still, we're getting a lot of requests for, from customers who, um, who are at home and just like the ease of it um, and purchasing it just for the simplicity of it, um, bringing the peace of mind and not. And the, so, so, I guess, yeah, 
So I think that's kind of like the um, the interesting part of it that being home maybe yeah. didn't really uh, wasn't the greatest time for the product, but um, <laughs> but people are returning to work, right? <laughs> yeah, well, they really are. <laughs> I'm, I'm realizing now, everyone. I mean, it's at least from a corporate perspective. Uh, you you buy these buildings and you invest in these sites. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, remote working is great, but I definitely think that we're kind of going back to how things were previously, maybe a little faster than we all um, suspected. Um, so thinking about the future, uh, I mean, this is a, it's a hard time to predict the future, but what are your, your kind of biggest hopes or aspirations for Cuptel? Like, what's next? What's next? Um, one of the things that we're looking at right now is, um, and we have some early indicators that this uh, this may be the situation, is that you know um, how this data is really helpful in improving care quality or in improving overall newborn care quality, um, mm -hmm. such as how feeding tracking how um, tracking diapers or growth and milestones and vaccines and all these things. Um, through technology or uh, through, uh, through our means um, is, is helping um, parents provide better care. So we're, we're looking at the data from that perspective and we're interested in really understanding if this is, um, if this is something that creates an improved opportunity for, um, for care, um, especially as U.S. has um, targets, right? Like um, U.S. has health targets that they're trying to reach in terms of uh, exclusive breastfeeding rates and how, how long we want newborn parents or moms to exclusively breastfeed for. And mm -hmm. it's really hard. Um, so we're trying to see if there's any correlation between understanding how this and understanding tracking, um, tracking habits, whether it's using an app or using hardware um, and correlating that to outcomes in terms of um, the care that's being provided. Oh, that's there's interesting. Also, yeah, there's there's also the 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 there's also a behavioral uh, component to this where just pressing a button is kind of like you know removing a task off of mm -hmm. your list. <laughs> it makes you feel good. Yeah. Um, and and so that's the other thing that we're we're looking into um, to see you know if actually having that physical component, having a hardware button, a press button, um, makes the people who are actually providing the care feel better uh, in terms of accomplishing their tasks and in, in, in terms of their mental well-being. Um, so so that's also an interesting component I think that we're um, we're looking into understanding. That's super. That's super compelling. Actually, those two key questions. Uh, so, for these, for this research that you're doing, will these be? I guess it's real world evidence that's happening now. But are you tracking? Is is this just based on the data that's coming back through the app, or is this in collaboration with, um, like a, a a research group outside of that, or is there a, a sample size that you're interested in? just because it would be especially with the second question about the the behavior and of course when you tick things off that dopamine you know floods your brain it's great so yeah really interested about that and where you know that information would eventually be published or 
um, yeah. would be available. Yes, absolutely. So um, uh, till now, I think we were more in the phase of collecting data and, um, and I mean, we've got a lot of parents that are logging already and they're loving the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've gathered, I think, a good amount of data so far. We have probably around 1 million logs. So it's, I, it is now at a point where data, like research um, can be done. And, and we are applying to um, health accelerator programs, um, research, um, hospital research, uh, research hospitals, and trying to find um, people who can help us on the expert mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. Um, read this information and make sense out of this information and see if there's um, correlations that can be brought from this. Um, so, so yeah, we're, we're actually in the process of, of finding those partners. Um, and yeah, if there's anyone out there who is I'd love to. I'd love to um, talk to them because there's some really cool information that I think can be dug through. Yeah, I think it's such an amazing research opportunity and um, and really important right now. Um, so I, thank you so much, Celine, for being a guest on the podcast. Uh, for anyone who I know myself, like I said, I have had a couple of friends have babies, so I would like to maybe think about this as a gift. Um, if people want to find out more information uh, about Cubtail or any other resources, if there's, I don't know, a blog or an Instagram account, where would they be able to find that information? Yes, absolutely. We do publish some blogs every now and then on our website. Um, mm-hmm. And we're we're very open to any communication. You can um, message us through our website. Um, we're very responded, and we also have an Instagram account that um, we are managing, where we're sharing, um, especially great information for newborn parents, um, provided by some pediatric interns that we're working with today that are sharing some of the knowledge that they're gathering from their courses and just nice. passing it through. Um, on on our social media account, um, so it, it's really specific to um, how to feed and how to change diapers and all these things. And they can come in. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing again, Celine. I think Cocktail is such a great. Um, Uh, innovation and yeah thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you thank you so much for tuning into this episode to find out more about bcla check out the show notes and our website bcla.org if you like the show please 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 subscribe it only takes a second and if you have another second then please please feel free to share this with your colleagues, your friends, or your family members. This podcast is a BCLA production. Thank you so much to our podcasting team, co-producers Kathy Gross and Ananta Wadwa, Shay Michael for sound design, Daniel Grace for the fantastic theme music, and of course, our core sponsors, Bioscience LA, the USC Michelson Center Bridge Institute, CNSI at UCLA and the Keck Graduate Institute, as well as our episode sponsor, Brainome and Canon Design. If you're interested in exploring other BCLA events, then check out the events page on our website, bcla.org, and you'll find more information there. We hold a lot of exciting events from interactive networking events to informative panels, and we would love to have you there. Until next month, see you next time on Inside Biotech.